Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019. Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights, and I am your humble host, as always, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, first, I must uh, apologize for the uh, extended period between the, uh, this episode and the past episode. Um, uh, my priorities had, uh, had kind of drifted a bit, so I apologize. I'm back on track now, so we're going to be doing this again uh, as uh, weekly, uh, as just as I committed to y'all whenever we first started this podcast up. Uh, go ahead and chime in in the comments where you are uh, listening, watching from, and uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to chime in. Uh, most people are probably expecting that I talk about the tragedy in El Paso and I'm I'm not really going to do that. Uh there's not really much that can be said for for what happened. Uh not not anything that hasn't already been said. Uh, it's going to be a, a tragedy that is politicized uh by both sides. There are going to be um there's going to be more talks about gun control. There's going to be more talks about gun rights. Um, and to be honest, I I don't know what else I can say that hasn't already been said on it. It's certainly a tragedy. Uh, the shooter was a racist individual, which if you know anything about science and uh, as it relates to race, uh, being Hispanic is not a race. It's an ethnicity, uh, technically speaking. Uh, <clears throat> most people from Hispanic areas are either going to be uh, Caucasian or black. And that's those are the races. But most people are con confused, and uh, clearly this this guy was just as confused as 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 anybody else, thinking that being Hispanic is somehow a, a race, and it's not. But I, I digress. That's a semantic that really doesn't need to be explored. Uh, anyway, what I'm going to... What I am going to focus on is Dennis Bonin. Because Dennis Bonin has some more legal trouble coming his way. Um, and uh, I want to start off... We'll get into the whole controversy on uh, from Michael Quinn Sullivan... But I want to update everybody on the progress of our lawsuit that we have filed. Uh, I know a lot of y'all have been asking for that. And it is moving. It's just moving at the speed of government. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go through and kind of update everybody on the progress that has been made uh, since filing. Um, and I got all the court documents here that I'm going to show through show y'all as well. I'm not going to read the whole thing. 
Um, but we will post them up for you to explore should you, you know, wish to read them. Uh, some of them are quite humorous. Uh, let's see here. I'm just checking in the comments. We got uh, we got Rhonda Michelle Seth in. Uh, Rhonda, thank you so much for joining. Uh, she was on last month's episode of Lone Star Gun Talk. She's running against Dennis Bonin in HG25, and uh, I bet you she welcomes the news that has been coming out recently about uh, from uh, Empower Texans. Uh, we got David from Flower Mound, Jason from Fort Worth, Jose from Mission, uh, and Kenneth from uh, Cumbie. Welcome everybody. I appreciate y'all chiming in. Feel free to uh, feel free to hit me up with questions or comments, and uh, we'll get things get things rolling. Uh, so first thing is first. Let me show y'all uh, this. This is this is a motion to dismiss that Dennis Bonin filed uh, on on our case, basically, and this is expected. He he believes that this lawsuit is a frivolous one, and we fully expected that he was going to file a motion to dismiss, which he did, uh, and this was filed on June fifth. And he basically, he goes through a lot of, of, of bloviating, um, saying that it's not a violation of the First Amendment. Uh, but it's funny, because he keeps saying that it is a personal campaign page. The Facebook page at issue in this case is Rep Bonin's personal campaign Facebook page. It is not administered or controlled by the state of Texas, the, te the Texas House of Representatives, or the Office of the Speaker of the House of Representatives. It is administered and controlled by Rep. Bonin's campaign for the purposes of campaigning for office. For the purposes of campaigning for office. Right there. That's a very interesting line uh, that, that he is touting. Um... Now he goes in his attorney goes in and 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 says a lot that says this is a this is a personal page and therefore as a personal page and a personal uh, a private citizen has the right to control who is on his social media and all that fun stuff um and here's here's the thing they're not wrong if it was exclusively a personal page, but it's not. It's not a personal page. Um, it says in a big old banner on the back of it, Dennis Bonin, House District 25. Um, and also the, uh, the, the, the Facebook link is slash rep Dennis Bonin, but I'll digress about that for now. Basically, he's saying... The Facebook webpage in question is the personal camp page, not a government website. Uh, Rep. Bonin's, uh, he, he says it again. Uh, the Facebook page is not sponsored by the state of Texas. And he's saying that, oh, <laughs> and if you read the about section, it says not, uh, it is, uh, again, a personal campaign page. Uh, he says it quite extensively, which is interesting. Uh, and then he goes into the contact info where you, info at DennisBonin.com and DennisBonin.com are the websites that are linked. And then he lists his full biography that he wrote on, on his Facebook page. Okay. 
none of that it says anything as far as it not being government run because so I'll get into those reasons later. So to better understand the implications of such an alleged constitutional right in the context of a personal campaign website, it is helpful to consider a sampling of the plaintiff's comments that resulted in comments being hidden and or banned from Rep. Bonin's campaign page. Ooh, goody. Um, here are two examples of posts that, plaint that the plaintiffs claim they have a constitutional right to have displayed on and have sponsored by Rep. Bonin's personal campaign page. Quote, Dennis Bonin, you deserve cancer. And quote, you lying bastard. You, <laughs> you're no more for guns than Chuck Schumer is. Uh, crawl back to your dirt hole and die. Now, these are certainly bad comments. These are not something that our organization endorses. Uh, Nobody deserves cancer, um, and certainly nobody should be. Uh, nobody should be wished. It should have death wished upon them, or or anything like that. That's that's atrocious. Uh, but the problem is nobody. Lone Star Gun Rights didn't post that, and the two other plaintiffs didn't post that. So citing these is quite interesting, to be completely honest. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Justin is in from Round Round Rock. Hey, Justin, how are you? I'm glad that you are here. Uh, anyway, moving back on to this. Uh, according to the plaintiff's lawsuit, the Texas Electric has uh, a federal constitutional right to view these con comments on Rep. Bonin's personal page. Now, he goes in and says that it needs to be dismissed because it doesn't pass the threshold for the First Amendment. Um, and where was that? What it was on page eight, I believe. Um, this was yeah, this was interesting. Surely, a citizen has no right to speak on the front lawn of an office holder's private residence, or publish statements on the office holder's garage door, simply because that office holder has been elected to a public office. This is very interesting wording and a very interesting um very interesting example that I thought that, that he cited because to me this sounds very similar to something that actually happened with Chris McNutt of Texas Gun Rights. Um because Chris was going around leaving flyers on on uh, people's doors in Bonin's district, along with Dustin Burroughs. And I just find it odd that they would include that. It's almost like saying that people don't have a right to... Uh, basically saying that people don't have a right to go and leave literature or pamphlets on people's doors, even though he does it when he's campaigning, but I, I digress. I mean, if he's going to stick to that, then no lawmaker should ever, no public official at all should ever be campaigning in such a way as to leave literature on people's doors. Um, I just found that very, very funny that he would even mention that. Uh, going back to this, uh, basically what he's saying is because it's personal, he has the right to treat it similar to his own property. 
that he has the right to say and and ban whoever he wants. Um, and basically, it's just more of the same bloviating. Uh, again, personal campaign page, and says uh, at at the at the close of this filing, he says, Defendant Representative Dennis Bonin respectfully prays that the court grant this motion to dismiss plaintiffs Lone Star Gun Rights, Justin Delosh, and Jason Davis uh, claims with prejudice. That's just regular uh, legalese that, that is standard. So basically he's saying, we want the court to dismiss this entire case. Well, there is our response. So the typical uh, typical court proceedings are as such to where whenever somebody files a complaint, um, then the defense has a right to respond to that and file whatever motions they have. And his motion to dismiss was his original um, response to our original complaint. Now, whenever he files a motion, then we have a right as the plaintiffs of the case to respond to that because he's now bringing in new things. Uh, and essentially what you're witnessing here is court arguments via court documents. And this is the way things go before they even get to a courtroom, which is why, uh, which is exactly why attorneys are so expensive. Just, yeah, just throwing that out there because they're doing a lot of this back and forth uh, and they're having to write everything out. Okay, so let's get to our initial response to his motion to dismiss. So, we say Rep. Bonin uses the phrase personal campaign page about 30 times in his motion to dismiss. Repetition is, is certainly an effective, an effective form of persuasion. The problem, however, is that the Facebook page at issue is titled Dennis Bonin, State Representative, District 25. And if you go to his page, there's a big old banner that says that. And below that, it describes, uh, describes Bonin as Dennis Bonin, government official. It does not say Dennis Bonin, candidate for state representative, nor does it say Dennis Bonin, can uh, candidate for office. After these government titles, wherein Rep, De uh, Rep Bonin has fully clothed his official Facebook page in the regalia of his official government title and role, Rep Bonin repeatedly posts about his official work at the Texas legislature as a legislator, complete with photographs of him in his office at the Capitol, not about his activities on the campaign trail as a candidate. Burying the word campaign under a tab that does not uh, under a tab does not make this a personal campaign page. And then we highlight the fact that his links uh, says Rep. Dennis Bonin, not Elect Dennis Bonin, just as another little snippet. Now there was a case that he cited uh, saying in in his original reply that said, uh, you know, in this case it, they found that everything was fine and that there was there was. There was no grounds for that case. Well, we've cited plenty other cases, including the Trump case that says that we do. And I, I, I thought this was quite interesting. While the plaintiffs seek equitable relief for this case, which really just means attorney's fees, that's all we're, that's the only monetary value we're seeking is just recuperating our attorney's fees. Um, 
this case that he quoted sought million uh, sought a million dollars in damages and a public apology, which would violate the First Amendment as controlled or as compelled speech. You can't order an individual. The court cannot order an individual to say anything. Can't order an apology because that violates free speech. Um, and that they were right in that case. Uh, while Rep. Bonin has but one uh, has but one Facebook page that he com- that he uses to communicate as a state legislator, this other case had two pages: one official and one campaign. Most importantly, uh, the allegation of deleted moderated comments was an unfounded product of his lack of sophistication with social media, as the comments had not actually been moderated. So there was really no standing on in this case because one comments weren't actually moderated, and two he actually had separate pages, one for his campaign and one for his official, um, one official for his office. Now um, let's see. Let me skim through here again. Uh, now this is where we get into some interesting thing. This Robinson v. Hunt County, Texas. This was a very interesting case that we originally cited in our complaint uh, in in which Deanna Robinson was critical of the Hunt County Sheriff's Office uh, on their Facebook page, which they labeled as their official Facebook page. They were censored, or she was blocked and banned for her critical comments and the Fifth Circuit ended up ruling that they were in the wrong for doing that, which is why we, we cited it. Um, I find this really interesting. What Rep. Bonin does not dispute is that this blocking, banning, or deleting, or I'm sorry, indeed Rep. Bonin does not seem to dispute that he blocked, banned them from commenting on his page. He's essentially accepting that as fact, which is true. What Bonin doesn't, does dispute is that this was done under the color of law, claiming that his use of I and me on the page rather than the royal we supports this conclusion. Except on a May 10th post, he posts this. On Military Spouse Appreciation Day, the Texas House recognizes the service and sacrifice of our military spouses. Rep. Bonin does not appear to be speaking for himself on the campaign trail meaning no eyes or me's here, but appears to be speaking on the on behalf of the Texas House in this post. Uh, and then we point out here, note that Rep. Bonin has changed some of the information on his Facebook page since the lawsuit was filed. When it was filed, he included his Capitol Office phone number on the page. He has since deleted it. This is an issue for discovery. And then finally, uh, we go into... Uh, this, I love this title. The existence of mean people does not justify censorship. Um, <laughs> Rep. Bonin is, seems to claim that the plaintiffs posted hostile messaging, including wishing cancer on him and calling him a lying bastard. Plaintiffs posted no such things. Rep. Bonin's uh, belief that he should be allowed to block people from the comments section of his Facebook page because some other person at some time said something mean to him shows how important the relief sought in this case is. And then we just say we pray that the defendant's motion be denied. So that's kind of where we're at. There were a couple of other things that were brought up. Um, 
he ended up replying to this, which isn't, it, it's not a bad thing. It's just not needed. It was a little bit weird that he replied to our reply. Um, and I'll kind of go over that quickly, uh, since there's really not much more substance to it. Um, but he comes out and says, uh, posts this reply, and this was filed on June 26th, which was a day after we filed our, a day or two after we filed our reply to his motion. And he basically goes through it, uh, the same thing. He says a lot of the exact same things, um, but there was one thing that he did say in here that I wanted to highlight. Um, and I seem to have misplaced what that was. Oh, well, it's really not all that, uh, it's really not all that important because like I said, this is all more of the same. Um, man. Yep, it's more of the same. Uh, there was one thing that I wanted to highlight from this, but uh, I can't seem to find it. Um, okay, well, uh, then we ended up replying to his reply with just a, another quick uh, reply saying that um, ultimately it doesn't matter. Uh, in court, uh, the court in Knight, which is the Trump campaign or Trump Twitter case, the court in Knight concluded that the present use of the president's Twitter account was far more important than its use when it was created. Uh, and it says here, the president and Scavino, a government worker, uh, present the use of the at real Donald Tr Trump account weighs far more heavily in the analysis than the origin of the account as the creation of private citizen Donald Trump. Um. But there was one thing that we did highlight, which I found to be uh, quite interesting. Uh, again, we highlight the fact that he says campaign page quite often. But he says, we, then we ask the question, what if Rep. Bonin's secretary at the Capitol what is the one posting to his Facebook page? His secretary paid by the state of Texas. What if some other Texas paid aide is posting to Rep. Bonin's Facebook page at Rep. Rep. Bonin's urging? Texas Government Code Section 556.004A provides that this state agency may not use state money to finance or support a campaign. So if it's a campaign and he used somebody on state payroll to post to his campaign, um, campaign Facebook page, then that's a violation of Texas law. Just something else that we wanted to highlight um, and basically say, uh, if Rep. Bonin's Texas, pay, Texas paid aide snapped the photograph of Bonin at his Capitol office and posted it to the Facebook page, the page at issue here cannot be a campaign page, or else Rep. Bonin is breaking the law. Someone took the photograph of Rep. Bonin in his office to be posted to Facebook. Discovery needs to be uh, discovery is needed to flesh out this issue. So that is essentially where we were at. We did get a an order for a hearing on July 10th. Uh, this hearing is simply going to be on, on the grounds of whether or not his motion to dismiss, and I'll pull it up here on, on the screen so y'all can see it. Um, 
This order for a hearing is basically saying that attorneys need to be in court uh, to, on Tuesday, September 17th at 9 a.m., uh, and this is uh, strictly for the motion to dismiss. It's not on the rest of, of the case as well. Uh, I firmly anticipate that this uh, that this hearing is going to essentially say that the motion to dismiss is denied, at which case we will move forward uh, with the rest of we'll move forward with discovery and we'll move forward with the rest of the case. Sorry to dredge on with all of that, but uh, it, I I know that y'all have been asking uh, for updates, and that is essentially where we are at now working at the speed of government. Um, so we will have more on this following the September 17th hearing. Um, and from there we will, uh, did I, I just, no, I did not. Okay. Yeah. So following the seven, September 17th hearing, we will end up having more information for you because the, at that point, the judge will rule either way, uh, and then we'll be moving forward. So that's where we're at. Now I want to get to these other legal issues that Bonin is having, which could actually carry some very serious criminal charges of official bribery, uh, which is a felony. So here's some context to this. For A lot of people might not know, uh, but this is some serious stuff. Uh, on July 25th, Michael Quinn Sullivan of Empower Texans wrote this article, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he says that he, that once the session ended, Dennis Bonin invited him to his office for a meeting, um, and basically the meeting was, what Michael Quinn Sullivan was hoping to get were uh, press credentials, because he had had press credentials granted for Empower Texans in the Senate, but he had been repeatedly denied in the House. Um, and also, so, so here's the thing. For the past two sessions, our Texas Scorecard Capital Bureau has applied for House media credentials. Despite falling clearly inside the boundaries of the House's criteria, and despite being granted these credentials by the Texas Senate, those applications have been repeatedly denied. The 2019 session was no exception. We filed a lawsuit on the matter, which is going up before the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, this is where things get really bad. Uh, sitting in his Capitol office on June 12th, Speaker Bonham was adamant he wanted to do something for me. I told him I didn't need anything from him or Dustin Burroughs, who was also there. But he really wanted me to listen to, quote, uh, what he, quote, wanted to do for me. And this is where... Uh, Basically, what he is wanting is he's wanting Empower Texans to target Republican, well, target legislators, including Republicans. Um, and he said, Bonin insisted he would ensure Texas scorecard reporters received House floor access in 2021. If we would lay off our criticism of the session, not spend money from our affiliated PACs against certain Republicans, so not target Republicans they were going to target, and go after a list of other Republicans in the 2020 primaries. 
Uh, if you're curious about the list, here are the list of 10. Um, 10 Republicans. Steve Allison, Trent Ashby, Ernest Bales, uh, Travis Clardy, Drew Darby, Kyle uh, Kyle Kcal, uh, Stan Lambert, John Rainey, and Phil Stevenson. Now, these aren't exactly great reps, uh, so targeting them, I mean, it, it, ch chances are it was going to be likely anyway, but the fact that the speaker is insisting and saying, if you do this, I will get you press, uh, get you press access, get you media credentials to the House. That's a quid pro quo. That's bribery. And that's a serious allegation. Now, Bonin denied this, and that's when Michael Sullivan posted this and says that he recorded that entire meeting. And this is, this is why this is important. A lot of this has to do with... Well, essentially, Dennis Bonin is his own worst enemy here. Because I recorded the meeting to protect myself from legal jeopardy and to protect my own reputation, my family, Empower Texans, and our employees from the lies and malicious attacks Dennis Bonin had proven he will launch against others if they do not bend to his will. Earlier this year, Texans saw how Bonin and his surrogates lied about the act actions of Second Amendment activist Chris McNutt, um, and then uh, Bonin encouraged the lies about McNutt and his actions, since the video pro uh, provided by the DPS has put Bonin and securities to shame. Nothing, uh, surrogate, sorry. Nothing Bonin or his apologists allege about the incident was true, which is why Michael Sullivan felt that he was compelled to record this. He even opens by saying this, this was not a decision I took lightly. I do not record my encounters with lawmakers or anyone else as a normal practice. Gotcha journalism has not been of particular interest to me or our staff, particularly those whose job it is to report daily on the activities in the Capitol. And that's whenever he says he did it to protect himself. Now, he goes in and goes into some more details, but essentially, this is saying that not only are Dennis Bonin, um, not only is Dennis Bonin alleged or accused of bribery in this case, but so is Dustin Burroughs. And Dustin Burroughs was the other representative, one of the other representatives that uh, Chris McNutt had whose district Chris McNutt had scoured, who, who had um, block walked in. Justin Burroughs is, is an individual. He is a very senior individual. He's the chairman of the Republican caucus of the Texas House. Um, you can think of it similarly to House Majority Leader. Uh, in the Texas legislature, legislature, we don't have majority and minority leaders. Um, we have chairman of each party's caucus and Dustin Burroughs is the chairman of the GOP in the house which is a very senior very influential position it's not an, an official position in the legislature but it is one that carries a lot of weight and Dustin Burroughs is just as accused on this as uh, Dennis Bonin is um, Rhonda says the bottom line is this 
his behavior is an embarrassment to the people of our district and to our state. We can do better. Absolutely. And I firmly believe that Rhonda would do exponentially better than Dennis Bonin. I don't think that she would be uh, bribing media uh, for press credentials because that's some that's some awful stuff. By the way, if these it, the recording has not been released yet. If it does get released, and I seriously hope that it does, I'm talking full release, not an edited version. I'm talking about um, <laughs> Janet. I need to work on public speaking. Um, you know what? I I've done a lot of public speaking. I'm having an off day today, but I appreciate the feedback. I I really do. Today, I was I was scrambling today. I'm ill prepared. That's what this is. Uh, but I appreciate the criticism. I will, I will work on it and make sure that I am not, uh, make sure that I am not as flustered as I am today. Anyway, going back to this, Dustin Burroughs will, if both of these charges prove to be true, uh, they are both facing felony charges, uh, that carry two to 10 years in, in prison and they will likely never hold office again, which would be a huge win. I sincerely believe that this recording will come out i certainly hope that it does uh, i hope that it comes out in full and i hope that i hope that if charges i hope that charges are brought if this is all true and i hope that there is no leniency given because of the fact that he is the speaker or has been in the legislature for x you know 20 years i i think that it's awful uh, to cut people deals because of their public service, quote unquote, public service. Um, but that is everything that we know so far. We have talked to a couple of people who have heard the recording, trusted people who have heard the recording, and they have said that it is awful, that it is very, very bad. They said that on a scale of one to 10, it's about a nine, which. I'm really hoping I get to hear it at some point, and believe me, if we get a copy of it, we will be releasing it as well. How great would it be, uh, since I have Rhonda here listening in, uh, how great would it be if Rhonda Seth's campaign was the one to get a hold of it and be the first to release it? Man, that would just be so great for her campaign. I, I would like to see that happen. I don't think that's how it's going to go down. Uh, apparently... This in, this recording is very tightly guarded, and it's it's not going to be leaked. Uh, un, uh, from what I understand, it's not going to be leaked unless it's intended to be released. So it not going to be a leak. It's going to be a release. I would like to see though that if it was leaked, uh, Rhonda can't Rhonda's campaign releasing it for the for the world to hear. Uh, I I think that that would be fantastic. Anyway, guys, I really um. I'm sorry that I'm flustered, and again, I'm sorry that uh, it's been so long since the last podcast. I will make sure that I do better next time. Um, but that's going to do it for me. I hope I answered all of y'all's questions about the pod or about sorry, not the podcast about the um, about the lawsuit. That's what I'm trying to say here. Man, I am out of practice. This is what happens whenever we go a month without having a podcast. I, ugh. We muscled through it, ladies and gentlemen. We did. Uh, but if you guys got any other questions or comments or concerns, feel free to uh, shoot us an email. 
uh, shoot us a message on Facebook. And until next Sunday, I promise, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo.